0: take your mind off of the desire to eat because so often I think that we're just living on autopilot and it's like when we get that feeling to eat, it's so familiar and it's so routine to just go and eat that we allow ourselves to do just that without even taking a split second to think about what am I about to do? What is the emotional consequence of what I'm about to do for myself? Welcome to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I am the Queen of Pep Talks, Jessica Battle, founder of the Join Jessica XO social platforms, weight loss influencer, recover binge eater, motivational speaker, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. I am obsessed with helping women create the unwavering ability to believe in themselves in order to achieve a life beyond their wildest dreams. Each week, I'll bring you a pep talk that will encourage you to break through your own limiting beliefs and help you develop the mindset that will allow you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. If you're looking to lose your own bullshit excuses, get out of your own way and grow into your infinite potential, then you're in the right place. Are you with me? Let's get started. Hello, my friends, welcome back to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. If you are listening to this episode live when it is released on Thursday, March 19th, 2020, then I hope that you are hanging in there with all that is going on in the world right now. Um, I'm going to be talking a little bit today about kind of the things that we're facing in the world with coronavirus and kind of what it has done to society with, you know, self quarantining and bringing us into the house and out of jobs and home with our kids. And I know that this brings up a lot of difficulty for some of us, especially if you are struggling with your relationship with food. I know for myself in the past, This would have been an incredibly difficult time for me because I felt really out of control in my binges and being alone or having an extended amount of time in the house would really lead me to eating a lot, particularly um, triggered by boredom. And if I can help you at all during this difficult time, I want to. So uh, today I'm going to be talking about six of the things that really helped me when I was working to overcome my unhealthy relationship with food and my binge eating and my emotional eating. And if you don't know my story on that, go back and listen to previous episodes closer to the beginning. I think episodes two and three, I talked a lot about what my relationship with food looked like and how I would binge what that looked like for me but really during this period of time i know that had i not healed my relationship with food i would really be struggling right now too and Not only is it difficult to feel out of control with food physically, but it also can bring up some really negative emotional stuff for us, right? And during this time where we're kind of stuck in the house too, and there's not that much to do, you can't really go out, you can't run errands, you can't be social, that can really just kind of all build into a a really messy mixture that can... Really take us to a negative place. And I want to help avoiding, I want to help you avoid feeling that way because this is a really trying time period for our society and for the world in general. And it may be a trying time for you financially and your family. And whatever I can do to try and help you cope with what's going on right now, the best that I can, I want to be able to provide that for you. So I'm going to share yesterday, I did a little um, freebie PDF giveaway, and that PDF is still available, which goes over all of the things I'm going to talk about today. So if you want a hard copy of what I'm going to talk about today, you can get that for free. I'll put the link in the show notes of this episode and you can just download that and save it on your phone and read it when you need to. But I also thought it would be beneficial for people who don't want to read, who could kind of hear me talk a little bit about my experience with these things and see if I can help instill a little bit of hope in you and give you some tools to kind of help you through this difficult time. So if you have a lot of free time right now, something that I would highly suggest you do that will really help you work on healing your relationship with food is read the book brain over binge by Catherine Hansen. This book truly changed my life. And I've talked about it a bunch of times on this podcast. I've talked about it a bunch on my Instagram account. It's one of the things that I teach my MBS clients um, I teach them everything I learned from the book and how I physically applied it to my life. I think that it's really, really beneficial. And if you've been struggling with emotional eating or binge eating, uh, in the book, Catherine Hansen does struggle with, um, some bulimia. And I think that people think that if you're a binge eater, that you have to then be throwing up in order to actually be considered binge eater, but no, like I didn't actually purge. I would purge through exercise, but I never brought myself to the point of making myself sick to get kind of, you know, quote unquote, get rid of what I'd eaten. But this book will really help you a ton. It can help teach you how to identify your urges to binge and how you can dismiss them and It's just really, really, really helpful. I highly suggest if you have downtime now, I think that there's an Audible. I know that there is a podcast. I do suggest reading the book first, um, but it's on Amazon Prime and in the PDF. If you download the PDF that I am giving away for free, there's a clickable link on a PDF that will take you right to the book on Amazon. So you can get it on Prime. You could probably have it by the weekend. If you go and get it today, Uh, read the book. If you have extra downtime right now, do things that you've been putting off doing. You don't have the time to read in your day-to-day life, read a book. Now you don't have the time to do personal development in your day-to-day life. Do it now. All of the things that you've been saying you don't have the time for now is a great opportunity for you to start trying to do some of those things in your day-to-day life. The second thing that I suggest, and this is something that I talk about on all fronts, but If you're feeling that desire to go into the kitchen and continue to eat, I highly suggest that you sit down with a journal for five or 10 minutes and just write about how you're feeling. If you don't have a journal with you, pull out your phone and just get in touch with how you're feeling, how you think that the food is going to help you. This is really, really crucial. And I think that the more you continue to develop your self-awareness on all fronts, the more in touch you're going to feel with yourself in general and how you're feeling. I think a lot of times we feel things, but we don't really acknowledge them and we don't really think about why am I feeling this way? What's causing me to feel this way? And what is what I'm about to use to cope? How is that actually going to help me think about that? And I've talked about this before, but think about how is that food actually going to change the situation at hand at the end of the day, when the food is gone, the problem or the worry, it's still there. And it's only compounded with all of the emotional feelings that come from binging or emotional eating guys. I know what it's like to be in the kitchen, standing in front of the refrigerator, standing in front of the counter, just mindlessly eating, just mindlessly, mindlessly eating and having the thoughts of, I shouldn't be doing this right now, but feeling so out of control. Like I can't stop myself. I know what that feels like. And one of the things that helped me the most was getting a journal and committing to sitting down and writing and redirecting my thoughts for just five or 10 minutes. It can really help how you're feeling. And it can help you identify the fact that the food isn't going to change anything. If you're not truly hungry there's no need to eat. Food's not going to fix anything other than true hunger. So keep that in mind. And again, if you need help with a journaling routine or, you want some guided prompts to help you start doing some good self-reflection, I'll put the link to my Create Joy journal in the in the show notes of this episode as well. That journal will guide you through exactly how you can have some meaningful self-reflection. And it'll also help you start doing some planning and prioritizing and things like that, which I also think can help during this period of time. Keeping a routine and a schedule can really help you when you feel kind of like, oh, there's nothing to do. There's a lot that you can be doing. It's just matter of creating the schedule, sticking to it, having some reminders to help push you to doing those things. The third thing that I would encourage you to do if you're feeling like you just can't get out of the kitchen is do some sort of physical movement, literally remove yourself from the area, either go if you have kids and you can't leave the house and or it's too much to take them outside, go into a different room in your house and commit to just spending 10 or 15 minutes moving some jumping jacks, some sit ups, some push-ups. you don't need to even have equipment, you don't need to follow an actual workout, just do something to get some endorphins pumping in your brain and get your body moving, take your mind off of the desire to eat. Because so often, I think that we're just living on autopilot. And it's like, when we get that feeling to eat, it's so familiar. And it's so routine to just go and eat that we allow ourselves to do just that without even taking a split second to think about what am I about to do? What is the emotional consequence of what I'm about to do for myself? So just removing yourself from the situation for a couple of minutes can really help push you to doing things that are going to make you feel better. If you move your body for 10 or 15 minutes or get out of the house and go for a walk around the neighborhood, that's what I used to do because I liked to physically remove myself from the space of having the ability to just walk back into the kitchen because sometimes I really did feel super out of control. And that's a horrible feeling. If feels really bad to feel powerless to something as small as food. But I know what that feels like. And I also know that it is 100% possible for you to take your power back and stop being a victim to food. You are not a victim to food, you're capable of overcoming this emotional habit that you have of turning to food or using it as a coping mechanism or just mindlessly binging, you are 100% capable of overcoming that, but it does require your effort. And it requires you to acknowledge the moment that you want to go to the kitchen and eat for any reason other than true hunger, and then finding something to redirect your attention and take your mind off of it. And I found that doing something that makes me feel positive or uplifted or good about myself, either physically or emotionally was what was really able to help me overcome that habit. The fourth thing that I suggest, and this is one of the things that I did the most often, is I would find something productive to do around my house. I would find something that I could clean or organize. I would vacuum. That's one of my favorite habits to begin with. Call me crazy, but I love vacuuming. I would find a drawer or a cabinet, and I would tear it apart, and then I would organize it or if you're a little bit messy sometimes like me maybe you don't even need to tear it apart like one of the things that I'm planning on doing this week during my lunch break when I have the time is I'm going to organize some of my drawers in my bedroom because they get messy after a couple of months and I don't spend the time day in and day out to keep them organized so Just like you, like I'm no different. Yes, have I healed my relationship with food? Absolutely. Do I still feel the desire to eat sometimes out of boredom? A hundred percent. I'm a human being, but all of these things that I'm sharing with you, I still put into practice in my life to help keep me in a place that feels good for me. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Do I still sometimes snack when I'm not actually hungry? Yes, of course, but I'm no longer standing in my kitchen, mindlessly binge eating for hours and hours and hours to the point of feeling so sick and so ashamed and so disappointed that I feel like tomorrow I'm starting all over or what's the point? Screw it. I'm just going to throw in the towel. And when this quarantine is over, then I'll get back on track and then continue to sabotage myself for days or weeks on end. I don't want to see you do that to yourself, not because you're going to gain weight. I don't care if you gain weight. I care about how you feel and I care that you are doing the things day in and day out that make you feel good about yourself and that keep you encouraged and inspired to feel your best and show up and do your best and really create a lifestyle. I don't want to see you continue to do this. Start, stop, start, stop. And I know that the binges encourage that the binges encourage you to continue to sabotage until the day comes that you're going to get back on track. And I want you to stop playing that game. I want you to stop playing the start, stop game because it's not getting you anywhere. It's not taking you further. It's not helping you progress towards the goals that you have. It's keeping you stuck where you are stagnant and feeling like crap about yourself. And I don't want you to feel that way anymore. The only reason that I do the work that I do, do I encourage people to lose weight? No. If they want to lose weight, Will I support them? Absolutely 100%. What I encourage women to do in the work that I do is I encourage them to dig deep and find what makes them feel good and then show up in their life that way. All that I care about, the only thing that I give a shit about is how you feel about yourself. And I don't believe that weight loss is the answer to feeling good about yourself. I believe that showing up day in and day out and doing the things that make you feel good, that make you happy, that that make you feel physically good, mentally good, emotionally good. That's what I care about. And I want to encourage you to do those things. And I know from my own experience that the binging and the emotional eating, it doesn't get you there. It does not help you feel good about yourself. And I want to stop the cycle. I want to help you stop the cycle for yourself. So when you're feeling that desire to eat, go find a messy room in your house, go find a closet, go to the kitchen and open that junk drawer and spend 15 or 20 minutes organizing it. Not only are you going to feel like you did something productive for yourself, but you're also going to have redirected your attention away from eating. And that is the point. If you can redirect your attention long enough, that urge, that desire, that feeling to just go and eat, it's going to pass. It's going to go away, but you have to give yourself the opportunity to allow it to pass. And when you continue to just give into it on all autopilot. As soon as you feel it, you go and eat. That's not giving yourself the opportunity to allow that feeling to pass. And the more that you continue to turn to the food and use the food, the more you're ingraining that habit. And that's what we want to stop. We want to stop you from continuing to ingrain that habit. We want that to no longer feel familiar. We want that to no longer be the first choice for you to go and eat. So I really encourage you apply these things in your life. Okay. The fifth thing that I would tell you to do if you're feeling like you're really bored and you just can't stop yourself from eating is eat something dense in nutrition. What I would ask myself when I was feeling the desire to walk into the kitchen and eat, I would say, Jessica, are you hungry enough right now to eat an apple or a bowl of strawberries, or some berries, or a banana, or some broccoli, are you hungry enough right now to eat those things? And if the answer is no, if I'm not willing to eat those things, then I'm not actually hungry. Because if you know what it's like to be actually hungry, like you're really, really hungry, you'll eat anything that's put in front of you that you generally would enjoy if it's not something that you're completely disgusted by. But if you're not hungry enough to eat something dense in nutrition, you're likely not hungry. So ask yourself, and if you are really hungry, then allow yourself to eat something, but just continuing to walk back into the kitchen and mindlessly snacking. And look, when we're binging, if you're anything like me, you're not binging on healthy food. You're not sitting down with a bowl of Brussels sprouts and binging them, right? You have a bag of chips or a pack of cookies or a bowl of cereal or ice cream or whatever it is for you. You're snacking on things that aren't nutri- nutrient dense for you and continuing to do that is only fueling you to continue to go and eat more and eat more and eat more because they're not actually filling you up. They don't actually make you feel like they're giving you energy or like you're actually satisfied when it comes to the food. They, those those types of food, are, they're meant to be overconsumed, So you don't need to feel bad for eating an entire bag of chips. It's meant for you to be consuming that many, not that it's good for you, but the way those foods are made, they're encouraging your body to crave more of them. So ask yourself, am I hungry enough to eat an apple or, you know, some carrots and some hummus? And if the answer is yes, then please allow yourself to eat. I don't want you to be starving yourself. That's not helping you. But I also know that the continuing to snack on the unhealthy quote unquote foods, it's not helping you to break the cycle. And the sixth thing that I would suggest if you're really struggling and you feel comfortable, call a friend or open up to your husband and talk to somebody that's close to you about what you're struggling with. And if you're not comfortable doing that, with somebody in your life, then find a coach, find somebody who understands. There are women out there like me who understand what you're struggling with and who have overcome the things that you are dealing with. This is a hundred percent why I have my MBS program, because I allow the opportunity for 15 women every month to work with me and have 24 seven access to me when they need me. They text me and I'm here. I respond and I work with them and I talk them through what they're feeling and I give them advice and guidance and support. And I I let them know that they have a friend in me and someone who understands what they're going through. I don't want you to feel alone in this and it can feel super lonely. I know what it's like. I wish that I would have had someone like me to open up to when I was struggling, but I didn't. I felt really, really alone I felt so alone. I felt like I was the only person in the world struggling with this, but guess what? I wasn't. And you are not the only one who's going through these things. There are so many women in the world who are struggling with this. And if you're looking for support and you need some guidance, I'm here and I'm ready to help you on your journey. I'm ready to put you into a community of women who all understand the struggles that you're facing. They know what it's like to be going through the same exact things that you're going through. And not only will I want to see you in, but they'll want to see you in too. And they'll encourage you just like I will to work through the things that you're facing, because we all want to get through this. We all want to come out on the other side, having a healthy and balanced and peaceful relationship with food. And every single one of us deserves to have that. You don't deserve to struggle with this anymore. You don't deserve to be fearful that you're stuck in the house for two weeks because you can't control the way that you're eating. That's not a way to live your life, girl. It is not a way to live your life. And if you're not comfortable opening up about these things to someone close to you and you don't want to get a coach, just call a friend and just say, Hey, I need to talk right now. When you're feeling like you really want to continue to eat, when you're not truly hungry, call your mom, call your sister, call your best friend and just say, Hey, can we talk for a couple of minutes just to take your mind off of what you're going through? I promise you that all that it really takes is just allowing yourself the opportunity to redirect your attention for long enough that the feeling to just go mindlessly eat will pass. And it's gonna be difficult in the beginning. It's gonna be really hard to redirect your attention and the feeling is going to keep coming up over and over and over. But the only way that you can actually change and break this habit is by being strong enough and self-disciplined enough that you can work through the moments where you have that feeling enough times. And the more you do it, the further apart those feelings are going to get. And the less often they're going to come up and the stronger you're going to become because you're going to realize I am in control. I do have the ability to control what I'm putting in my mouth. I don't need to be powerless. I don't need to be a victim to food. I'm the one in control. I control this. I control my mind. I control my body. You choose, you get to choose, you get to choose. I really do hope that these things will help you. I hope that you will apply them in your life if you're struggling because look, nothing is going to change if you don't actually apply. That's what I tell all the women that I work with. I can be here for you 24-7. I can give you my best tips and my best guidance and be the best coach or mentor to you. But if you don't apply the things in your day-to-day life and you don't show up and do the work, nothing is actually going to change. And if you're really sick and tired of feeling this way, I encourage you to please do the work so that you can change so much can change for you. If you're willing to show up and put in the work and sometimes do the things that are hard, but it's absolutely worth it. Okay. I love you. And I'm here for you. If you're struggling, please reach out to me, send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to talk to you. Send me an email, apply for my MBS program whatever I can do to help you. I want to, because I know what it feels like to be where you are right now. And I know that it's a shitty feeling and I don't want to see you to continue to live in that place. Okay. I love you guys. I hope you have an incredible day. Hang in there and remember that everything that we're going through right now, this too shall pass. This too shall pass control what you can breathe and let go of the rest. I love you. I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you were inspired by today's pep talk, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the inspiration coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, head over to join Jessica XO on Instagram for even more content that will inspire you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. I love you so, so much. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, Live today with a grateful heart and remember, you're not only worthy, but incredibly capable of creating the life you desire.